Hello and welcome to the Drink In Geek Out Podcast. This is a show where we drink beer and geek out. You're listening to episode number 128, Ant-Man and the Wasp. A little late, but whatever. <laughs> yes, well, it came out six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Featuring Centerpoint Orange and Bell's Hop Slam. Blood Orange. Uh, it's, yeah, Blood Orange. Uh, with your host, Dustin, Seth, and Keith. All right, so we are back again. How are you guys doing? I'm Great. doing awesome. That's fantastic. So we uh, <laughs> didn't sound like you cared at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't really care. I just have to ask these questions. Just it's gotta, tradition. Just yes. gotta get on with this. <laughs> so, Amen and the Lost came out over the summer after the Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Was it like a month after. Because it was yeah, like April and then July. So yeah, 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 a couple months after it was part of the summer movie wager. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're just now getting to it because we are in Marvel March. <laughs> Absolutely, we didn't mention this the last episode. No, we didn't. This is our Marvel themed month. Yeah, Marvel. So last week we watched. Uh, we all watched the Punisher. Mm-hmm. We reviewed it, and now this one is we have the Ant Man and the Wasp, mm-hmm. and then in the following weeks we have the music of Marvel. Um, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel with uh, Carol Danvers coming through. And then we're ranking the villains of Marvel? I think that's the other one. So we'll we'll iron that out. We have a schedule. I don't have it in front of me or else I'd be like... <laughs> it's online. It's online somewhere. Um, should do be posted think, last week. Do you think anybody will refer to Captain Marvel as Cap? Or is that nickname already taken? Lady oh. Cap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I forget what her... Uh, Ms. Marvel, I think oh, yeah. we'll just call yeah. her. Even though they, you know, made it correct and mm-hmm. moved it to Captain Marvel, because Captain Marvel uh, was I'll a, get there. It was a different character. It was a different yeah. character. Well, we'll get there. Uh, but brief history. On to you. Ant Man is the name of several fictional superheroes appearing in books published by Marvel Comics, created by Stan Lee, Larry Lieber, and Jack Kirby, following his one-shot in. anthological story in number twenty-seven, January nineteen sixty-two. Scientist Henry Pym returned donning a cybernetic helmet and red costume and using size-changing technology to debut as the insect-sized hero Ant-Man in number 35, September 1962. The series was plotted by Lee and scripter by Lieber, with penciling first by Kirby and later by Heck and others. The Wasp was introduced as Ant-Man's co-star in issue number 44, June 63. Ant-Man and Pym's subsequent iteration, Giant Man, introduced in number 49 from November 63, Starred in ten to thirteen page and later eighteen page adventures with the rest of tales with the rest of tales to astonish devoted to the anthological science fiction and fantasy stories the comic normally ran. The persona was originally the superhero alias of the brilliant brilliant scientist Hank Pym after he invented a substance that allowed him to change size. But Scott Lang and Eric O'Grady also took on the Ant Man mantle after Pym changed his superhero identity to Giant Man. So all about Hank Pym. So I got my first uh, reference to Ant-Man in the video game, uh, like Marvel Alliance. Well, Ultimate Alliance. Yeah. Mm. And so Ant-Man was always Dr. Pym to me. Yeah, he was yeah. the original. He's like the main one. But mm. Scott kind of lines up more with the storyline that is in the MCU right now. Keep reading. Okay. <laughs> Back to Hank. <laughs> Hank Pym, the original Ant-Man, was biophysicist and security operations center expert Dr. Henry Hank Pym, who decided to become a superhero after the death of his first wife, Maria Trovoya, who had been a political dissident in Hungary. Falling in love with him and believing that his American citizenship would protect her, Hank and Maria traveled to Hungary shortly after their marriage to start their new life together. Unfortunately, they were confronted by corrupt agents of the secret police. Hank was knocked unconscious and Maria was murdered. Pym was greatly distraught by his wife's death and decided to do whatever he could in the future to battle injustice. After discovering a chemical substance, which he called Pym Particles, that would allow the user to alter his size, he armed himself with a helmet that could control ants. After that, Pym would shrink down to the size of an insect to become the mystery-solving Ant-Man. 
solving crimes and stopping criminals. He soon shared his discovery with his new girlfriend, Janet Van Dyne, who became his crime-fighting partner, the Wasp, when he helped her avenge the death of her scientist father, Vernon Van Dyke, who was killed Dine. by... What? Vernon Van Dyne. Van, <laughs> Van Dyke. <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. Uh, Vernon Van Dyne, thank you, uh, who was killed by an alien unleashed by one of Vernon's own experiments. The duo would become founding members of the Avengers, fighting recurring enemies such as the mad scientist Egghead, the mutant Whirlwind, and Pym's own robotic creation, Ultron. While Pym is the original Ant-Man, he has adopted other aliases over the years, including Giant Man, which we said before, mm-hmm. Goliath, Yellow Jacket, and Wasp after Janet's presumed death in the Secret Invasion. Leaving his original persona vacant, his successors have taken up the Ant-Man role while Pym explored these other identities. So, spoiler alert, Eggman, or Egghead, is actually in the movie. Uh-huh. I'll get to that later. Let's get to that later. All right, Scott Lang. Scott Lang was a thief that who became Ant-Man after stealing the Ant-Man suit to save his daughter, Cassie Lang, from a heart condition. Aww, Aww heartstrings. Tugs on him. <laughs> Literally. Ref- <laughs> Reforming his, from his life of crime, Lang soon took on a full career as Ant-Man with the encouragement of Hank Pym, which is weird. He stole a suit, but he whatever. Yeah. He became an affiliate of the Fantastic Four and later became a full-time member of the Avengers. For a period of time, he dated Jessica Jones. Interesting fact. Baller. He was killed by the Scarlet Witch along with the, with the Vision and Hawkeye and Avengers Disassembled, and his daughter took up his heroic mantle as Stature, or Stinger, as sometimes mm-hmm. she's right. referred to as, in the book Young Avengers. He returned to life in 2011 because nobody ever really dies. Right. It's comics. Uh, the Children's Crusade, but lost his daughter when she heroically sacrificed herself to stop a supercharged Doctor Doom who would later revive her during the Axis. Oh, she came back to life too. That's good to know. Um, and there's a theory that he, she will take on the suit in, in game because there's going to be some time jumping and there was a casting release for someone that kind of fit that description. I will mention Eric O'Grady. He's the other Ant-Man. Not important. Google it if you're interested. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's uh, jump to the beer. I love beer. Oh, that was a lot uh, of talking. I need a beer. Yeah, there's a little too much. I talk too much, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have um, Center Point, orange or blood orange, if you want to go with the full title. I think it's just listed as orange, but it's technically blood. Blood in parentheses. Yep. All right, let's roll. Roll out. Let's bleed. Yeah. While we get the next beer ready, I just wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at DrinkInGeekOut. You can also check out our show notes and other fun stuff on our website, DrinkInGeekOut.com. You can also email us any comments or suggestions at DrinkInGeekOut at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, please take a second to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcast, the Google Play Store, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a Patreon where you can get some fun bonus content. Find us there at patreon.com backslash drinkingeekout. And now, back to the show. All right, as Dustin said before, our in-beer is from Centerpoint Brewery. It is blood orange, parentheses, blood orange. With the use of Amarillo and Simcoe hops, plus blood orange fruit, similar to a grapefruit, this IPA has a slightly sweet and refreshing flavor. Just a touch of bitterness makes this a great introductory IPA. Voted Best Indiana Beer by Nuvo and Best Local IPA by the Indie Star. Coming in at 5.2% ABV and 51 IBUs. That's pretty high IBU for a fruit. But then again, I guess it's pretty bitter. I got nothing for that. No, no we don't have a 51. <laughs> 51. Uh, a little bit about the brewery. Center point. It is on Mass Avenue and 10th Street, right by 65 and 70 interstates. Like any brewer, we strive to make high-quality beers people enjoy. For us, this starts with strong attention to detail. The name Centerpoint and our Plum Bob logo came from our engineering background, our desire to find the perfect balance among the raw ingredients, and our passion to finally, for finally controlling all the process variables for any style beer we make. We intentionally make balanced, approachable beers that appeal to both craft beer geeks and casual American macro drinkers alike. Mm-hmm. We first opened our tap room doors on October 28th, 2016, and since then our approach has been to brew beers designed to be 
approachable by everyone. Our mantra is precision-engineered craft beer for everyone. We're laid back, but sweating out the details. Our tap room, like our beers, reflects our style. We hope you'll come in and check us out and ask for us at your favorite bars and restaurants. Hey, Dustin, were you there? Yeah, I went there. <laughs> oh, that was nice. Uh, it was also the last one on my uh, on my list, so I remember being there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I have pictures of it, but I did try every single one of their beers. They had a lot of beers. Oh, wow. So it was pretty exciting. It's right on Mass Ave. It's really easy to get to. It's off of 70 and 65, as you said. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that, fat, uh, wasn't that bad. Uh, can you write this down for me really quick? Uh, the number 51 was Doc Hudson's number in Cars. Okay. Nice. Doc. So we now have 51, guys. I contributed. Yeah. <laughs> I think I've contributed two of them now. No, my sticker. <laughs> yeah, so the the meaning of life uh, and everything about it, what, number 42? Mm-hmm. 42 and 52. What's 62? I don't have one of those. <laughs> Retirement. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. That keeps getting pushed back. I'll figure something out later. Uh, but yeah, the brewery was nice. Uh, I do suggest going to it. Uh, really nice people in the bar. Uh, pet friendly. Oh, that's cool. Cool. So their can, very simple. It's just like a maroonish red mm-hmm. color. It's got the center point logo there, real big. And it, I guess that has something to do with geometry. Yeah, or I something. read it in here. What is it? Plum Bob. Plum Bob logo. I don't know what it does. Trying to find the center point. Is it something that hangs and then yeah. you try to find yeah. Yeah, the central location of whatever? Yeah. Um, um, all their cans look like that, essentially, just different colors. Say the beer name. It's, it's, it's kind of on like the in side, a, yeah. yeah. It's on the side of the information, so yeah. the beer name's right there. So it doesn't say it on the front of the can, which is very very much a turnoff. Yeah, me. it's like... Because when I first grabbed it, I didn't know which one it was. Mm-hmm. So I was like, which one is this? Can read it. Can't but see it from a It distance. does have all of the information on there, like the brewery description and the oh, IBUs cool. and all that. Careful, don't spill any on your... I know, Kind of keeping it at an angle. Tilted. I will say at first glance when it's far away, I'm like, oh, Cedar Point. <laughs> <laughs> it does but I'm like, it, the, kind of the same font. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it really well, is. Well, a coaster beer. Um, I don't know if it's time to smell yet, but this smells wonderful. You definitely yes, can smell does. those fruits. Don't mm-hmm. even have to twist this one. Oh, it smells so good. Blood orange. Do we smell it or we color it first? I can't remember. We'll smell oh, we first. color first, but yeah. I'm just saying. The smell's like, very powerful. Though. Fruity. I don't even need to hold it to my face. Yeah. <laughs> and it's citrus. Very... So citrusy. Ooh, the Nicholas Splatsba. Or maybe Aquaman. So I first went to Ben Grimm just because it said Ant-Man was associated with the Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah. But that might be a little too that, dark. I think that's a little too dark. Yeah, that is a little too dark. I like the Aquaman yeah. scales. Aquaman's like pretty fruity. I mean, fruity. <laughs> <laughs> that's the right color. <laughs> Me. Oh, and you already pretty much got the gist of the smells. Oh man, it smells like a blood orange squeezed into a glass. Orange juice, blood orange juice. I had zero issues drinking this beer when I was there. Yeah. <laughs> zero issues. <laughs> Tell you what. So we are going with ten on the Aquaman yeah. scales. Okay. Yep. And this smells amazing. Pretty much, uh, no brainer there. So let's see if the taste matches. Mm-hmm. Does your taste does your taste <laughs> match your <laughs> taste the rainbow? I totally butchered that one. Does your taste match the smell? I think so. Yeah, it does. Oh yeah, tastes like a blood orange with some beer in it. And you have that sour like feeling you get after you eat like a grapefruit, mm-hmm. yeah. or you eat like a blood orange. You have that. Oh wow! Kind of like bitter. Now I know where that fruits. that fifty one, yeah, Doc IBUs came in. Yeah, the Doc IBUs. Because <laughs> that smells very deceiving. Oh, this says really says forty five on the can IBUs. Oh, really? Time for an update. Oh, time for an update. <laughs> Untapped also has fifty one. Fifty one. We can just keep it as <laughs> the Doc because that was awesome. That was a good find. Good find, Dustin. I don't have a forty five either. I'll find a forty five. 45 degree angle <laughs> <laughs> to the center point. Ooh. It's mm. a song by Shinedown. <laughs> yeah. Um, 45s are size of uh, records. records. Yeah. So the uh, technically revolutions per minute. 
a granophone record is what they're called. So this is number 45, the uh, gramophone. (laughs) Grandma. Grandma phone. Uh, We definitely cannot use Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Number 45. It's also a film reel or something. There's a book called 45 by Bill Drummond. It's uh, referred to as The Guardian. But that might be too obscure for us to be like, number 45, The Guardian. It's also a caliber of handgun. Yeah, it is true. 45 is uh, the Gaslight Anthem song. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know who that is. Uh, Gaslighting is, I don't know who that is, but we all know what Gaslight is. Yeah. God, this one's a little bit harder to choose. Um, 45 is a a card game. All right. We'll talk about this later. But it's more interesting. (laughs) Look at the 45s. I'll put it in his grandma phone for now. The gramophone. I yeah. like it. 45, the gramophone. All right, I have three ratings Just on. World's greatest grandma phone. <laughs> the world's greatest thinking. grandma phone. <laughs> gamma, like gamma rays. Oh, so put that in. Yeah. Awesome. All right, I have three ratings on Beer Snobs. And it yields me a 3.33, which is interesting. Three ratings for 333. Let me guess. No comments. Zero comments. That burp just tasted like an orange. <laughs> oh, my heart is made. One rating on Raybeer. Dang. Overall, it's a 3.2 out of 5, even though this person checked it in at 3.4. They don't like IPAs, apparently. Hmm. Untapped out of 1,849 ratings, a 3.86. And, Seth, you and I had one friend check this in. Oh, oh. we won't say anything because he's here. Yeah. Oh, don't ruin it. (laughs) Oh. Justin, you gave this song. <laughs> <laughs> so, on a future episode, he, he said, Oh, Seth, you gave this a 4.5, but I'll save that. I was like, But you just said, it, just out said it out loud. <laughs> it's ruined. Yeah. Well, he did that on the one that was released back for uh, Geek Bowl. He just yeah. read mm-hmm. your His comments. whole review. Oh, I won't. I won't say what you scored it, but you did say that it was <laughs> nutty. <and laughs> Shut the front door. Uh, I have zero friends as well. Uh, I guess Centerpoint's not like super no. popular, which is fine with me. It's not one of the big hangouts in Indy. There's just so many other breweries around it. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I took the time. I definitely need to check it out. Yeah, I definitely need to check it off my list. But I've been kind of Lacking to do so because Pale hasn't even checked a single brewery off that list. No. A guy named Scott F. that follows me it said he gave it a four and says, Such a belly chick moment. Just walked out, one drink, didn't want to talk, didn't want to drink. I don't know what the fuck <laughs> that means. Belly chick moment. <laughs> <laughs> I think his interviews that he just. Uh, yeah, I, don't more, know. I don't know who, even who that is. More on Cincinnati. Some football guy. Yeah, no. We're looking forward to the next game. Yeah, no, our defense just did our defense stuff, and then just we're on the next game. (laughs) Always looking forward. Uh, Yeah, what happened? Your your running back is out for the season. Yeah, next man up. (laughs) (laughs) Next man up. What can you comment on that touchdown pass from Tom Brady to uh, Rob Gronkowski? Well, he uh, threw it and caught it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but we're on the next game alright man it's a little like maddening <laughs> right <laughs> well you go in there and you uh, you throw the ball to the man and he catches it whoever comes out with the most points wins at the end of the day <laughs> so, yeah that's the rules yeah uh, unfortunately I think I'm going to keep my because Un- this is only did you say a- unfortunately yeah unfortunately because you guys actually have seen it Oh, I didn't look at it yet. Oh, okay. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I just literally had this a couple weeks ago, and I don't think my opinion's going to change all that much. Uh, it still tastes as good as what I thought. So I guess you can go ahead. You yeah. have already had it. I'm still um, I give it a four. Uh, it is really tasty, but I think a lot of the IPAs are trying to be juicier, mm-hmm. and uh, this one is still very clear. Uh, it's not a hazy... By the stretch of things, it's definitely a West Coast style blood orange, which is which is good. 
Uh, but with the craze that we're in right now, it's really hard for me to put something that tastes good up against something that tastes great when it comes to IPAs and whatnot, since I'm not 100% like on board with drinking IPAs mm-hmm. all the time. Uh, so I think four is uh, much better than what any of these rate sites had it at, but yeah. I, think it's, uh, I think it's pretty good. I gave it a 3.75. Uh, love the smell, the oranginess. I love the sweetness up front. But the lingering bitterness, I'm not a big grapefruit, mm-hmm. blood orange fan, the bitterness of it. Um, but it sticks true to its name. It is what it says it is, and I can't knock it for that. So my low score is just it's not my personal not favorite. favorite. Um, but I love great juice. I mean, it's like just drinking juice. Mm-hmm. I don't really sense beer much in this at all. So Because that bitterness... Really kind of, it comes through. <laughs> it lingers a little bit on the back end, and I'm not a big fan of that. So so uh, I am exactly where Dustin ended up. I have gave it a four. Um, I think it really does the blood orange justice. Like It's obviously got that flavor in there, and you can't really fault it for that. And I'm a blood orange fan, so maybe that's why I yeah. went a little bit higher than mm-hmm. Keith did. Um but it is mostly blood orange with just a little bit of a bitterness afterwards. Not a ton of like the IPA stands out, just on the aftertaste, really. So I think if it kind of blended a little bit better as like a blood orange IPA, maybe I would give it a four and a half. But I think it solidly does the blood orange beer flavor. So I think it's worth checking out. Very much so. Want to try many more beers from here. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they have a, a nice uh, dark palette. Mm-hmm. Some stouts and porters and such. It's essentially half and half. Cool. Half is the lighter stuff. Uh, lighter in color, not lighter than uh, ABVs or anything. Lighter in color versus darker in color. So, I like when breweries do that, so you kind of get a mm-hmm. good mix of people instead of just having all IPAs in one porter or something. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. All right, moving along. We have ourselves the movie plot. So Scott Lang is... Grappling with the consequences of his choices as being both a superhero and a father. Uh, he was not approached by them. He was kidnapped. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was kidnapped by Hope that's and That's kind Dr. of a spoiler, Pym. so I guess that's why they didn't say kidnapped uh, by the, in uh, the title or the yeah. plot. He must once again don the Ant-Man suit and fight along the Wasp, which is Hope Van Dyne, or Hope Pym, as she's referred to in the comic books, mm-hmm. in the... I believe the Ant-Man second coming is when uh, she takes over the mantle for her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, it's later, and it's not like the original Ant-Man. Whatever. The urgent mission soon leads to uh, secret revelations from the past, and as the dynamic duel finds itself in an epic battle against a powerful new enemy. Oops. And we have uh, another unknown enemy, which I have a feeling I have two guesses who it's going to be. For what? Uh, powerful out. new enemy, mm. and they actually this one is definitely talking about the ghost. Yeah, but there's uh, there's one that's mentioned that's kind of like an Easter egg that uh, I have a theory on that could who's be, gonna be in a future if they do like a trilogy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we have mid and post credit scenes. Uh, the mid credit scene is the uh, Scott gets shrunk down, mm-hmm. and just to get the whatever the quantum, quantum bullshit yeah, the, the <laughs> you quantum, just put quantum in front of everything quantum yeah. quantum <laughs> quantum in front of it yeah so he's essentially sa- taking some of this because ghost needs it ghost needs it's it like so her, her you know helping medicine her out or whatever. and i think they're trying to make it more of like uh study you know trying to study mm-hmm. it take samples yeah. or whatever and this uh immediately happens around the time of this the, the snap mm-hmm. and so He's like, all right, guys, I'm ready to go. Coming out in five, four, three, and then the radio cuts off. And so everybody in that area gets uh, dusted, mm-hmm. and Scott Lang is stuck mm-hmm. in the quantum realm. The end credit scene is just his aunt playing on the drums. Yeah, and then that's the only hint we have of post-Avengers Infinity War. Like, mm-hmm. the TV is just boop, and then, like, the, it looks empty everywhere yes. except for the ant. So it yeah. seems like it's going to be, it's kind of like a, a nod to survival, but mm-hmm. it's pretty much going to be like 
that Ant is stuck now in a loop of just doing Scott Lang chores. <laughs> <Right>. Yes. <laughs> Nobody told him to stop acting like Scott. <laughs> yeah. um, the interesting thing about the mid-credits thing is Hope's right before Scott shrinks down, she says, watch out for time vortexes because we can't help you or something like that. Yeah, because you'll go back in time or so, go forward in time. That's mm-hmm. the theory. Yeah, there's there's actually one of the uh, Easter eggs in the trailer for End Time. In game? End times. End times. End times. End game. End game, yes. Um, <laughs> I like Avengers End Time better. End time. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. Uh, you know how Scott Lang shows up at the mm-hmm. and you see like when was this? Is it like when is this now type of thing? Because mm-hmm. he is they're presuming him to be dead. Well, in the corner of that monitor it says archive. Oh so Ooh, that is that. interesting. Like he's looking for them but yeah because he knows that that is the stark area mm-hmm. but it's not the stark area yet and so you know it could be something in the 70s or the 60s or the 80s where he goes back gets out of the portal but can't find anybody they're not yeah. even born yet or yeah cap's still in ice yeah yeah well he did it was the same van at the end of the movie that was parked in front mm-hmm. of him so i think it was an older van so that could have been interesting anything yeah, so little hmm. potential. We'll see how it goes because yeah. he always asks, "When was this?" You know, so it's like archive, like that's awesome. And then there's a bunch of like onset sh- paparazzi photos of them filming the Battle of New York, but Ant Man's there now. Mm-hmm. So apparently, he one of the oh. pop ups is, is he's going to be part of that battle or something. That's awesome. His journey through time yeah. to get back to. The- <laughs> so I think that's, that's a cool awesome. way. A bunch of time traveling, I'm sure, is going to be involved, and then he'll probably be critical in like warning everybody that Thanos is coming. Yeah, yeah. Once he figures out mm-hmm. his role and all that stuff, it'd be uh, it'd be helpful. Mm-hmm. All right. So with the cast, we have the lovable Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, Ant Man, Ant Man. He's so goddamn funny. I know. I like him a lot. He's perfect uh, for this role. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just put quantum in front of everything? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's quantum entanglement. Quantum realm. Yep. Quantum time. <laughs> uh, Evangeline Lilly. Uh, what was she? What else was she in? Lost. Everything goes back to Lost with you, doesn't it? <laughs> she was the main character. Well, like the second to main character. That's true. Pretty sure there was something else I'm thinking about, but she played Hope Van Dyne or the Wasp. Uh, I'm going to look this up. If you guys want to continue? Uh, Michael Pena plays Lewis, and I think he's one of the funniest characters in the movie for sure. Absolutely. I love all his like recaps <laughs> where yes. he's like narrating. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the drunk Forget history acting actors. Yes. Um, then we've got Walter Ga- Walton Goggins as Sonny Birch, and a little bit of his history from the comics. Sonny Birch was the chairman of Cross Technologies, an advanced weapons designer from which was once affiliated with Obadiah Stane, which we remember from Iron Man One. Yeah. So there's two two Easter eggs there. Cross oh. Technologies was. And the first one with uh, David Cross, who are this main bad guy in the first statement. And then Obadiah Stane, right. obviously, yeah. Um, yeah, what was his name? Ethan Cross or something? David Cross is from Arrested Development. Oh, yes. Yes, he <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, In later years, as the Undersecretary of Acquisition, Technology, and Logistics, Birch became the main weapons acquirer for the U.S. government, supplying them with prototypes of advanced weapons technology through the defense contractors. So he kind of takes over Tony Stark's job, basically, is what that yeah. sounds like. Yeah. Uh, so in in the movie, he says that uh, he's got powerful buyers and he's got powerful people and you don't know who you're messing mm-hmm. with type of thing. There is uh, there's a theory out there that he is talking about Norman Osborn. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Norman Osborn could move... The Osborne t- in tower, mm-hmm. or whatever or Osborne Industries, into Stark's old tower. Interesting, because Stark like moved it out of there. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
And I think yeah. he has ties to Sam Rockwell's character from Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't remember any of that yeah. movie. So, so I can't really uh, say. Hammer. They're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hammer, Hammer Industries also is one of those mm-hmm. theories. But I like that Norman Osward one a little bit mm-hmm. more. Yeah. So that's why I like to share that one a little bit. Bobby Cannavale is Paxton, of course. Judy Greer is Maggie. Got to have those two. Yeah, those mm-hmm. are the... They're, I like their interaction. Like they're like best friends with Scott or something. They like love him so much. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> you just can't keep doing this. Yes, I can. You need a warrant or something. No, no you don't. don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what does FBI even stand for? Forever bothering individuals. <laughs> <laughs> there we got Ti plays Dave, or he's also tipped Ti tip. Harris. Mm-hmm. David Dutchmalschlashian. Well, that's a fun one. Kurt, the other guy, the, the ex-con guy, one of those guys. Baba, what is it? Baba... Baba Yaga? Baba Yaga! <laughs> Baba Yaga! <laughs> then we have Hannah John Kamen as Ava, or Ghost. Ah, oh, she is so good. Mm-hmm. Then we have, the Ghost first appeared in Iron Man, to, uh, number 219, <laughs> in June 1987. It was created by David Micheline and Bob Layton. Originally portrayed as a supervillain, the character was later developed into an anti-hero figure. He appeared as a regular character in Thunderbolts, beginning with issue number 128, and remained with the team until the title transitioned into Dark Avengers, beginning with issue number 175. Spooky. So spooky and scary. (laughs) Very little is known about the identity of Ghost. He claims to have been an IT, IT, sorry, researcher (laughs) at one time, and have been made into what he is by corporate greed. The Ghost is an anti-capitalist saboteur who seeks to destroy various political and economic institutions he views as oppressive, apparently being most interested in those dealing with advanced technology and surveillance. He has at times hired his services out to corporations and other organizations such as Norman Osborn's Thunderbolts (laughs) that wish to destroy rival groups, but invariably plans to turn on his own company, his own employers and topple them as well. Yikes. Right, and so... Not mentioned in here. Uh, her father is uh, uh, worked with Hank in the yeah. movie. Anyways. I can't think of his. Oh man, I had it down. <laughs> uh, it's important. It's important. I promise, it's important. But she plays basically the villain of the movie, even though like she's just in constant pain and trying to solve mm-hmm. that. It's just, that mm-hmm. the, there's not really a villain in this movie, in my opinion. She's just trying to do what she has to do to get the pain to stop. But there is a villain. Mm-hmm. Her father, Elias Starr. Talked about, mm-hmm. that was the name of the character who created this thing. He is the original Egghead. Okay. Oh. I was going to say, Woo. I think Hank fired him for a reason. It seems right. like he was he went on to do this and then caused himself to get blown up. Mm-hmm. And then the reason her mom died is because she ran back in the room. So it's really her fault that she's in this position, not yeah. Hanks. I don't know why you're taking it's it true. out on him. But I don't think she's really taking it out on him as much as she is using what the other. Well, she blames that, him for father yeah. uh, discrediting her father yeah, and mm-hmm. all that. But it seems like he was doing bad stuff. <laughs> right. But I mean, he wouldn't have done what he probably would have done what he did if he wasn't discredited. He's just trying to make his name. Right. Okay. 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 But we don't really have his backstory. Maybe he was like trying to take over the program and use it for evil means or something. Because mm-hmm. you're saying he in the comics he is a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then we've got Abby Ryder Faustin, who plays Fortson. young Fortson. She plays young Cassie. And Randall Park plays Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo in the comics was the hero of the espionage series Yellow Claw. Worst fucking name ever. <laughs> There's more racist shit coming up later. <laughs> yeah. Named for his antagonist, a yellow peril communist Mandarin. Mandarin. Racist. Uh, clarification needed. No. <laughs> <laughs> Tinker. <laughs> uh, <laughs> While the short-lived series named after that villain ran for only four issues in uh, 1956 and 57, it featured art by Manly, Manili, Manili, Jack Kirby, and John Saverin. Well regarded, citation needed, <laughs> for its relatively mature storyline, and in particular for Manili's equ- exquisitely. exquisitely atmospheric art, citation needed, <laughs> The book nevertheless failed to find an audience 
Wu and other characters from the series were brought into the Marvel Universe a decade later, beginning with the S.H.I.E.L.D. storyline in Strange Tales number 160 in 1967. Wu joins that espionage agency in Nick Fury, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. number 2 in July 1968. Yeah, that's one storyline that I want to read is the uh, Strange Tales. Yeah, there's some good stuff, like good uh, origin stories in there, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, Janet Van Dyne as a wasp. Great casting there. Yep. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh, I definitely liked the uh, when she took over uh, Paul Rudd's body. Oh, yes. yes. I'm pretty, like, that was hilarious. I'm pretty <laughs> sure like he, she did the scene. And then he just like And then he, he reanimated. Yes. Like, I feel like when I was, I was listening, I'm like, you know, Paul Rudd is an amazing actor. But I honestly think that Michelle Pfeiffer probably coached him yeah. on what how she, she acted would. acted it out first or something. Yeah, how she would do that scene. And then he did that. And it was perfect. I thought it was, it was like amazing. rubbing her on the face. Yes. Like, <laughs> like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh. Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, here's the more racist stuff I was talking about. Yeah, I know. Dr. Bill Foster. Comics, Dr. Bill Foster, also known as Black Goliath, because could I couldn't tell. Just be called Goliath. <laughs> couldn't tell. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, okay, so the second giant man in the fourth Goliath is a fictional character, a superhero appearing in the American comic books published by Marvel Comics. Bill Foster is an African-American. I didn't realize that, by the way. <laughs> yeah. he's got power. With power similar to Hank Pym of increasing size and mass to gigantic proportions. The Goliath, or Bill Foster, worked as a lab assistant for Hank Pym. Mm-hmm. And that's where he got the powers. And that's where he became the Goliath, his mm-hmm. own superhero, his own little superhero uh, thing. So that's where that came from. And there's a scene in the movie where... Scott and him compare sizes. Yes. How big did you get? <laughs> 16 feet or something like that. 20, 22 or 23 feet. Yeah. He's like, oh, okay, cool. He's like, what about you? He's like, oh, I want to know now. 65. Yeah. 65 feet. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Michael Douglas playing Dr. Hank Pym. So we had a great, um, like in Disney, we had the, the younger Leia oh, right. scene. And we had, what was it? Tarkington or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have that same moment with a younger Michael Douglas mm-hmm. and a younger Michelle Pfeiffer. So it's a... I would like to see more of his backstory played out. Because, like, he mm-hmm. knows all this, like, history of S.H.I.E.L.D. and stuff like that, it seems like. Because mm-hmm. he dealt with S.H.I.E.L.D. in the first movie. And then he's got, like, the Goliath program and all that going on. And, like, there's pictures of him fighting in World Wars mm-hmm. as Ant-Man. Yeah. So, like, I think that's a really cool story that they allude to but you don't get a lot of be a good like yeah. disney plus like episodic thing right it'd be nice to see who they would get to play young mm-hmm. because like when i think oh michael douglas but he's old and i think yeah. oh kirk douglas that's his father <laughs> he's much older <laughs> ladies man i'll tell you what um but yeah those are those are the main characters uh, i can't think of anyone that's not mentioned we got the I think you got everybody yeah the important <laughs> people at least couple side character bad guys or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, truth serum. serum. <laughs> That's the guy I was thinking of. Yes. It's not truth serum. Truth but, serum doesn't exist. It makes you suggestible. It's, so it's truth serum. Truth, truth serum. <laughs> if it talks like a duck and walks like a duck. <laughs> then it's a truth serum. Curves <laughs> <laughs> like it walks like a duck, talks like a like duck, duck, and T.I.'s like, then it's truth, truth serum. serum. It's truth serum. <laughs> At the end, the guy's like, it is true. Because <laughs> he uses it on him to yes. confess. Oh, man. So funny. I love the humor in this movie. Yes. That's good. It's definitely... Um, I think it's funnier than Ragnarok. Like, the the how funny that yeah, yeah, yeah. they want to make that movie. I think this movie... Because you actually... Paul Rudd is an actual comedian. Right. Yeah. Uh, my, uh, Michael Pena, actual mm-hmm. comedian. <laughs> It's fine. Like Chris Hemsworth is funny, but he's not known for like right. doing comedies. Yeah, he did comedies in Australia, but right. it wasn't like anything like this. He was just the sex appeal. <laughs> but anyways, let's let's hop on over to our out beer. It looks like we have a pale review for this as well that we're gonna cut in here. But we're just gonna enjoy some beer real quick before Yay. we uh, we go ahead and do that. We have the Bell's Hop Slam. And then maybe we'll do a little bit of a tasting, but not actually rate for the 
other beer from Bells that we have in there. What is it? Official? Official. We could throw that on as like a Patreon. Oh, cool. Patreon exclusive. JK. All right. So we're going <laughs> to take a little break right here and we'll be right back. Do you like what Drinking Geek Out is providing? Do you want more? Do you like video games, Game of Thrones, comedies like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Parks and Rec, and The Office? Well, so do we. However, sometimes these things just don't fit in with our current show format, but we still want to provide this to you. Just to provide you with an update, we do have five tiers on our Patreon with all nerdy stuff to provide to you. You can become a super geek and receive a bonus episode every month. You become a mega geek, and we can pick a topic for a future show. You can become an uber geek, and we can do a show tailored around you. The perks go on and on, and will continue to grow. So go on down to patreon.com slash drinkingeekout for more information. And now, back to the show. Alright, we are back with our out beer, Bell's Hop Slam. Starting with six different hop varietals added to the brew kettle, and culminating with a massive dry hop addition of Simcoe hops, Bell's Hopslam Ale possesses excuse me, the most complex hopping schedule in the Bell's repertoire. Selected specifically because of their aromatic qualities, these Pacific Northwest varieties contribute to a pungent blend of grapefruit, stone fruit, and floral notes. A generous malt bill and a solid dollop of honey provide just enough body to keep the balance in check, resulting in a remarkably drinkable rendition of the double India style, India pale ale style. <laughs> Hopslam is best enjoyed as fresh as possible. Coming in at 10% ABV, the original gravity 1.087, shelf life is three months, which is why you need to drink it quick. Yep. 294 calories, I didn't need to know that. 22 carbs, 70 IBUs per rate beer. Yep. It does. Uh, it so, changes? No, uh, Bells doesn't like to release oh. their IBUs because it doesn't really mean anything to them. It it's more for homebrewers, apparently. It actually says... Oh, is that further on down? Um, Why don't un- we list IBUs? Under officials, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a difference between absolute bitterness and perceived bitterness. IBUs are useful for homebrewers for the purpose of clone recipes, but it doesn't always tell the whole story. Expedition Stout is a good example. It has more IBUs than more traditional hoppy beers like Two-Hearted and Hopslime. So it's not true bitterness yeah. ranking scale. Okay, I can see where they're coming at there. So they usually leave it off of the cans and website. Yeah. So Pale's pairings here. Savory mac and cheese, sharp cheddar, strong blue cheese, grilled walleye, grilled asparagus, roasted parsnips, and pesto. So enough cheese in there for Pale. That's all his go-to with IPAs. (laughs) Cheese. Cheese. Uh, Sweet oranges, baklava, pink lady apples. That's very specific. The eccentric way, lavender and goat cheese risotto. Ooh. Recipe, spicy pork chops and hopslam peach chutney. Ooh, that sounds good. That does sound pretty good. Pork chops. <laughs> Doug's Doug. So hopslam, we have seen this out for, for a long time, and we've never tried it. I've always wanted to, but it was one of those, I think, that sold out very quickly, it and does. they really didn't ship to Fort Wayne very often I think back in the day. They're must be distributing it more, producing more now, because I have actually seen it at multiple stores this year. Or maybe it's just because I live in Indy now. That could be. I just Oh, there it is. Because in Fort Wayne, I never saw it, and I was always looking for it. And we're closer to Bell's, so that doesn't make sense to me. So Just a bigger market down here. I guess so. I have been to Bell's. That was the one. But it wasn't in this three-month window. It wasn't in three-month window where this is officially released. Because it's brewed in January, and then it's usually gone before March. Uh, so this says 70 IBU. That's per the websites. I didn't see anything on the can. Do we have a fancy number? 70. Uh, let's look at the list. No. High as we go is 69. Okay. Pell number. What's that? In mathematics. Uh, a Pell number is 70. In mathematics, the Pell number Pell numbers are an infinite sequence of integers known since ancient times that comprise the denominator of the closest rational approximations to the square root of 2. So 70 is a Pell number. That's geeky. I don't mm-hmm. know. There's other things, too, like the Siphonic number, because it's a factor of three distinct primes. Hmm. Uh, se- the seventh uh, pentagonal number. The fourth tridecagonal number. Um, it's a Harshad number in bases of 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13, 14, and 16. Um, the atomic number of 
Yiturbium S70. Uh, there is a Messer Object M70, a magnitude 9.0 globular cluster in the <laughs> constellation Sagittarius. Uh, in J- Jewish traditions, 70 souls went down to Egypt to begin the Hebrews' uh, Egyptian exile hmm. in Genesis hmm. 46. Uh, there's a lot of other Christian things. Uh, in Matthew 18, uh, Jesus tells Peter to forgive people 70 times, mm-hmm. seven times. So there's a there's a lot to do with 70. numbers. 70 is a huge number, apparently. In law, certain cases, copyrights expire after 70 years. Oh, I've heard that. And that's in, when they entered into like public domain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Olympic archery, targets are 70 meters from the archer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The number of laps of the Canadian Grand Prix and the Hungarian Grand Prix. <laughs> Boy. 70 is the speed limit or the common speed limit for many freeways in America. That's true. So I can go on all day. <laughs> but I think the PEL number is super geeky works for me. How do you spell that? P-E-L? P-E-L-L. Oh, two L's. Like a PEL grant type of Pel. 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 number. <laughs> it's a... Pales, pales number. <laughs> pales, pales. Pales, pales. Uh, so they're kind of cagey on what hops they use. They say dry hops of Simcoe, but it also says they use six additional hops yeah. from the Pacific Northwest. That, And then I went on their website and they like do this whole long video where they reveal it and like something loud happens in the background while they, while they list all the hops yes. like, as a joke. I'm like, oh my God. That's funny. But the Pacific Northwest, Rest, West varieties are Cascade, Simcoe, Citrus, Sentinel, Mosaic, Chinook, and Amarillo. So the basic. So the basic one. one. So oh, it's those. It's basically those six hops are in this beer. Darn. Or seven. What a secret! Right, <laughs> it's the main hops are in this beer. <laughs> so their can is their basic hop slam. I don't think that's changed any. No. That's like been their original. I think logo. the greens may have changed over the years. Mm-hmm. It looks like more neon now than it used to. At least on the bottle, it was like a little... And the man got muted. slammed by that hop. He got he smooshed. Was, he was hop slammed. So we'd said either Scott Lang shrunk down and got smooshed by some normal-sized hops, or he used the one of those giant things to grow the hops and then got smooshed him. slammed. <laughs> right in the face. In the body. Uh, it's a cool logo. Yeah. And it kind of fits with what you're expecting. There's a lot of hop flavors in this beer. Yep, I'm looking at an old bottle, and it's the same logo. Yep. So, works for me. Um, color? Color. Uh, looks super light. Bright, right? yeah. Looks light. Definitely got to move up closer to Scorpion, or maybe Tails, Tails, or... No, probably Star Fox 64. Yeah. Yeah, there's like a nice orange hue to it, depending on... Mm-hmm. Where you look. Yeah. It looks whiter if you have it right under the sunlight. I'm even up at Goku. Really? Goku's G? Goku's <laughs> Just because I wanted you to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I almost said it correctly, and I was like, wait, which one do I normally say? Which one's right and which one's wrong? I gotta be wrong. Which one is it? Uh, Clyde the Ghost. Clyde the Ghost is a good one. Yeah, it's a little bit... I said Tails a little too since, prematurely. Since, since like Ghost is in here, we could oh, make sure, that connection. Sure, so. sure, sure, sure. There you go. Clyde the Ghost. It is. It is what it is. Clyde the Ghost is also... In Wreck It Ralph, mm. as the not seen that. Well, really? the first one, yeah, yeah, I've first one. Yeah. I haven't seen the new one yet. I have the second one. If you guys want access to my playtaper, mm-hmm. smells basic. Like Unfortunately, like an IPA. Yeah, it smells like your huge IPA. Hmm. I thought it'd be a little bit hoppier smell, but yeah, I mean, they're telling us it's seventies. We have a Pell well, number. They're, they're not telling us that. They don't want to tell us. Because they said their stout is actually has a higher IBU than this does. Just right. Basically on what Keith read earlier. So it's not really a hot bitterness. It's I don't it, it's, it's, it's confusing. It's I don't understand like why they don't want to tell us. It just um the appeal. I don't know. Don't anyone people see how many IBUs is that? Oh, I don't want to try it. Hmm. Maybe. There's a difference between absolute bitterness and perceived bitterness. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, let's uh, perceive this bitterness. <laughs> Definitely got some bitterness to it, but it also yeah. has some kind of sweet. It says it was brewed with honey, and I really can tell that. Yes. Yeah. It's very sweet. Grapefruit, stone fruit, floral, but mm-hmm. that sweetness of the honey, whoa, that really cuts it. Mm-hmm. 
that if you took that honey out, I'm, I'm uh, sure this would be all. Ah. <laughs> that's why the bitterness is lower than like you would expect with all those hops because I think that honey makes it just like more, just like less bitter and more. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, this dude, uh, first one was amazing, as you'd expect. The second one must have gone south. There was a large rubbing alcohol smell off from the beginning, and the rest of just, uh, and through the rest, I drank it out of a sifter, only two-thirds of it, so he had a bad experience hmm. with it. Hmm. Yeah, West Coasty, you got your floral and pine flavors, dollop of honey, unique malt backbone that other deepest have. Uh, provides a deep one, yeah. So the flavors, grapefruit, pine cones, honey, orange pith, and like some dank, oily hop presence, which we pretty much said all these mm-hmm. things. Um, so because of that, 4.46 out of 5. Snobs. Uh, 13, yeah, snobs. Uh, 13,000 ratings. On the, to the sellouts, there's 2,669 ratings. Overall, 100. Style, 100. Average is 4.19 out of 5. The Stupid Heads checked it in twice <laughs> under Original Hop Slim Ale, and then there's Hop Slim Ale 2019. So there's two different ones. If you go to the original one, the Hop Slim Ale, out of 160,000, excuse me, Whew. ratings, a 4.30. Damn. And if we flip back to the 2019 one, out of, I believe it was 28,000 ratings, a 4.26. So pretty similar. And friends have checked it in under either or. Mr. Gone V6 really loves this. He got a Chris bunch of fives. On so it. much. Patrick, um, Drunk Hungry in- Indy. I think we said that's who he is, no? Yep. Okay. I believe so. Um, he says, pretty damn solid. A little overrated, but still pretty tasty. And he gave it a four. I can see the hype for this. I don't know if I'm buying into it, but I can yeah, see I why it's... I don't think it's like the best beer ever, but I think it's a really good beer. Yeah. Uh, Chris Leland says, this one is a year and a half old. It says enjoy three months. I know. That's why I'm reading it. <laughs> still pretty good. Pretty hoppy. Not as good as fresh, but still not too bad. And he still gave it a five. I'm glad we're drinking it fresh. Yeah, that's yeah. why I was trying to get to it. Should have had it a while on ago. Geek Bowl, but I forgot it. It's still in that three month window, for sure. So, which one are we checking it into? Do 2019. Okay. Did you buy this in 2019? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's on the bottom. It's January 29th. Okay, because we're like still in the third month. So I'm like, did you buy it though? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's this year's because they brew it every January. So I ended up at a 4.25. I was hovering around that mid to low four range. I think it's a really good beer. I love the honey and all the hop mixtures they had in there. I just think the hype kind of, it's overhyped basically is what I'm getting at. Like yeah. mm-hmm. if, if it was just like a normal beer that's out all the time and I grabbed it, I would probably give it a higher score. But just like hearing about it for the last five, six years, how good it was or like how hard it was for us to get. And how much I looked forward to it. It kind of doesn't quite live up to that. But I still think it's a really solid beer. And definitely deserves a 4 or greater. Um, and like I said. At the beginning of my little review blurb. Like I just think it fit, Like the honey and all that is mm-hmm. really good. Agreed. I also gave it a 4.25. I was teetering. I'm like I don't want to go too high. Because I'm not a big fan of the hops. But that honey saves mm-hmm. it. And really does cut it. Which I can understand the 3 month. Uh, shelf life because mm-hmm. I'm sure that the hops I don't want to say rot but they they become more pungent the yeah. longer it's stored in refrigeration that it really cuts the sweetness down I know a lot of people really enjoy the the bitterness of it but the honey's the only thing saving it for me right now and I like the sweetness I'm very surprised at 10 percent like the alcohol yeah. does not come through a whole lot like the burn like you would expect mm-hmm. with the, bourbon I think the honey helps with that too exactly um so it's it's an interesting mix to never have something like this. So I can see the hype and it's what every year mm-hmm. for three months that it's only available that you can't really find it after that. So I can see where the hype comes from. You make it a rare release and then people lose their minds. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I was thinking about giving it a four 
<laughs> and that honey really makes a difference. It's, mm-hmm. it's delicious when you, but it still has that piney, like, yeah, annoying flavor that some of these IPAs have. I do love the West Coast, so the piney, my favorite. But because of the hype, it's not a four and a half. So four point two five. Yeah. yeah. And holding club. And holding club. And holding club. That's where we're at. <laughs> I also had to edit my check-in because apparently when I swiped, I swiped all the way up to a five, which is not true. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so I fixed that one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think it's um, I think it's well done. I am a big fan of mead. Oh yeah, it and, does kind of have that quality. And too, mead though. is honey, honey based, so yeah. Um, I'm going to be making my own mead here soon. Mead IPA because I got to wait forever. Well, I was thinking about making a mead and then a mead IPA. No, it reminds me of that one that Scarlet. Yeah, it's like Scarlet the, Lane. It's mm-hmm. like Scarlet a brood, <laughs> Scarlet Witch mead, <laughs> uh, brood or whatever it's called, or Blood Axe. Oh yeah, Blood mm. Axe. Yep. yep. Uh, but this one is high quality, but. The, I don't know, secrecy of what's in, what mm-hmm. hops are in there. Some of the hops aren't coming through. The bitterness is not like 70 like it said. Well, Ray Beer said that. Yeah. Bells right. didn't say. Bells won't right. tell you what it is. Right. So, I'm sure it changes every year for them too. Right. Based on Possibly. how they brewed it. So. But, I mean, ultimately it is better than a you know normal IPA. Oh, yeah. It's very solid. Um, and they, they didn't go with the, we have to be juicy. <laughs> well, yeah. Juicy, Cause this was out juicy. before that craze. Right. It's not like they juiced it up just to fit in. It would be interesting to try a juiced up version mm-hmm. of this though. I would yeah. drink that. I would too. All right. So milkshake, hop slam. <laughs> <laughs> now you get crazy. <laughs> Excuse me. I got to clean myself up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, let's read, uh, pails. Uh, thing review pales review with Dustin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you I, I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> the movie was pretty decent. I <laughs> what? There were some funny moments for sure. Got it. When <laughs> when he was shrunk down to a five year old, that was great. Okay, or when he rode that truck like a scooter. You know, like a yeah. Oh, I remember that scene now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it made me chuckle. Hardy, hard, hard. Overall, I wasn't super impressed with this movie, man. Ant Man is my least favorite Avenger, so I didn't appreciate this movie as much as others would. You just hate Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. That's your Jeez, problem. Pale? Uh, the after credit scene kind of blew my mind. So curious to see how it plays out in the end game. You just hate Paul Rudd. Get your yeah. That's. Basically, it, like his sense of humor, pale, not a fan of. So how it kind of ruins the movie. How can you hate Paul Rudd? I don't know. He doesn't like, do anything wrong. I like him in all of his movies. I mean, he kind of seems like in Friends. He could be a dick in real life. I'm guessing yeah. <laughs> he mm-hmm. just kind of has that attitude about him. But I think, like, I like his sense of humor. Yeah. Well, have you seen This Is Forty? Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. 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 <laughs> like, that fight that he has Gordon. with uh, uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny, Melissa McCarthy, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and <laughs> The movie he does with Sean William Scott and McLovin, that's yeah. a good one. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of things. And, of course, the Conan O'Brien. And whenever he goes on oh, to Conan, yes. he shows Mar- <laughs> the Marley and Me clip. He never shows yeah. any of the movies. It's always Marley, Marley and Me. <laughs> no, it's Mac and Me. Oh, Mac and Me. Sorry. Marley and Me is the sad dog movie. Yeah, oh, that's whatever. the dog one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I look at you he and pushes the yeah. wheelchair off of the... <laughs> He's like, it's like going down go in the thing. And she's like... <laughs> and he's like spinning he's rolling down the hill he turns around and this alien pops up out of nowhere whoop <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny so, no it's seriously a clip from my movie this time okay and and they played it for the Ant-Man one it's hilarious because it shows him running through the tunnels mm-hmm. and then once he gets to the clearing it's the like, dude falling yeah. down the <laughs> He's like, no, Marvel Studios told me that I can't mess around with this. They're super serious about promotions for the movie. So yes. I actually have a clip. and I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. Let's just play it. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and I love his mustache in um, uh, Anchorman. Anchorman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, pale. God, get on. Get with the program. That looks like it's one like of my stuff. reviews. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, overall, I thought this movie was uh, pretty good. It's a solid, uh, like a nice change of change of pace from the sad mm-hmm. Infinity Wars. It's like got the humor back from like some Guardians of the Galaxy or mm-hmm. Thor, but 
uh, it also has like a nice story to it, and it really wraps up like the stuff left over from the previous Ant Man. Yeah. yeah, it also has like that feel uh, for second movies or sequels where people lose their powers or mm-hmm. whatever, so his suit's not working that well. <laughs> right. uh, so in Spider Man, he doesn't have his powers; he just kind of forgets about his powers. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that worked. Uh, <laughs> Wolverine got his powers taken away from him type of thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, you know, you don't have your powers or your suit doesn't go well or, you know, things like that. Like Iron Man's suit doesn't work that well mm-hmm. in the second one. So, but we call, we call that alcoholism. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I read a good article about going way off topic about how Disney, after Iron Man 3, Disney owned Tony Stark. So, like, his really alcoholism stuff from the first two movies is gone. It's not even part of him anymore. And it really plays up like how much yeah. Disney has changed Tony Stark's character. Right. Cause he's not that he's not chasing tail anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's trying to be like that father mentor figure, at least in right. civil war and the Avengers and whatnot. But it he kind of made sense though, because in, he's dealing with the fallout of Avengers yeah, at that yeah. point. And then, uh, the uh, Infinity War, essentially, he talks about how he's tr- trying to treat his body right, and mm-hmm. you know his body's a temple, and that makes a lot of sense. That's that's shit people would say if they quit drinking mm-hmm. and they're trying yeah. to better them. Like that, I mean, it's a good transition, but I totally agree that as soon as they were, you know, acquired, so Disneyified it, like the demon in the bottle storyline is like goes out through Tony Stark's history in the comics, and then it's completely abandoned as soon as Disney owns it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shocker. <laughs> Ant Man. But uh, still an enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, and back to Ant Man. Ant Man, yeah. I thought it was a fun movie. Um I didn't know the whole background with Pimp. I'm not into the comics as much right. as you guys are with some of the background stuff. So as a standalone movie, it was fun. It was exciting. I wish I knew more about the quantum stuff. But I felt <laughs> yeah. like Paul Red throughout the movie, like, I don't know what's it's going like, oh, on. Yeah. That's what I was <laughs> gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> like, I really had no idea what was happening. But it was fun to see. Um you know, getting down that little quantum realm and all that kind of fun stuff. So hopefully we get more fun. of that. And if they do, I'm assuming they'll do a third Ant-Man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of up in the air because they haven't announced anything after Spider-Man so far. Right. So, well, they said that there's going to be a year and a half or so break, a break between end game and the next movie, which well, is far from home. Well, far from home comes out in July. I mean, sorry, right after that. Yeah, there's f- between those two films. Yeah. After that, a year and a half mm. before between right. before they have another one because they have Actually. a they have a Black Panther two and kind of talk Star Strange Doctor Strange yeah. and then Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. was supposed to, but then they fired James Gunn, so that movie's kind yeah. of up in the air too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we we have some time. We have uh, Star Wars time between <laughs> yeah. between the films yeah. right now. Which I think that they should go and uh, reinvent themselves. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think fix, fix that. Then come back to Marvel. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's a there's this, something to say about this film that I like a lot. Is it is not part of the big three. Yeah, it doesn't or get big four. bogged down with stones and all that shit. It's just like a small story and it's yeah. enjoyable. So we have your Ant Man's and your Doctor Strange's. Those mm-hmm. are enjoyable films. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So that's yeah, that's, it's always fun, and I can't really honestly think of anything that I disliked about this film or the franchise. Mm. Of course, it's not going to be like Iron Man or Captain America. Mm-hmm. It's not really part of that. They reference it like, oh, my friend Cap or whatever, but yeah, yeah. it's not doesn't have the stakes aren't as high. It's just right. him trying not to get arrested or whatever, basically, mm-hmm. right. or trying to rescue the lady's mom. Right. Not huge stakes like these other movies. So of course, it's not going to be like blowing your pants off or anything. But yeah. it's still a fun story and fun movie. Oh, I have one complaint. <gasps> it didn't do so well in the summer movie wager, so... That's <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. It's, it made you lose again. Uh, well, no. There was picking Solo to be number one. <clears throat> that's, that also yeah. killed you. Yeah. That, that was my only complaint. Summer movie wager part three coming up next month. We're going to have to start debating that in it's April. Coming up soon. Yeah, it is coming out in April. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> start doing your research five minutes before we record. Yep. I'm going to pull the Keith. <laughs> Keith is the As you guys show up to my house, let me fill out my top yeah. ten. <laughs> yeah, the, the Keith approach. But, so, even though it's six months later, see it? 
Oh, definitely. It's on Netflix. Yes. Just yeah, yeah, watch yes. it on Netflix. Watch it. Yeah. Or, you know, it. you can talk, contact me. I got it on my place. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no big deal. That's how I watched it. Uh, when after it was in theaters, of course. I saw it in theaters. It was yeah, amazing. Definitely. It was worth it. Um, looking forward to the upcoming episodes. We have a lot of Marvel stuff coming through. Um, most excited about seeing Captain Marvel. Yep, that comes mm-hmm. out this week. Yep, this uh, yeah this weekend. So I'm going to be checking it out. Because um, I haven't, I didn't, I don't do midnight premieres anymore. Yeah. Hey, it technically came out like two, two days, days ago, ago, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, probably so, see it later today. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll probably. Uh, probably, probably will too. I'll talk to the wife to see <laughs> what's going on because I'm going to Houston in the next couple of days. Oh, for fun. yeah, thanks. Drink some beer. Oh, I'll Ooh, try. I'll try. Houston beer, that'd be fun. Yeah. Um, there's a few Houston bars and brews that uh, the guy I'm going with told me that we have to pick up, and cool. I was like, but we can't bring it home. Right. No, because we're not checking in bags <laughs> yeah. or doing carry on oh. stuff. So yeah, I'll have to drink and check it in. No big deal. <laughs> and then St. Patrick's Day. Patty's Day. Yeah, yeah we got to get our Guinness mixes in yeah, one of do. these episodes. Um, I'm thinking maybe the music one. That's what I was thinking. Like music mix the along music with mix. the Guinness mix. I like it. I like it. All right. So a little bit of a history. Uh, we talked about it internally and I kind of mentioned it a little bit. Uh, just the rules. And I'll probably release a like quick little video that we'll just post anyways. Mm-hmm. The rules are that we each pick a flavor, a beer, a flavor of beer or any type of beer that we want. And we have to mix it with Guinness. So anything that would be mixable with Guinness. It cannot be a mix that already exists. So we can't grab a Goose Island and be like, I have a mix. I'm going to do a black and tan. Yeah, I'm going to do a black and tan. (laughs) And you have to name it. All right. Uh, We haven't decided if we're going to reveal the names. uh, If we have them Mm pre-show. So if we say, okay, so this is what I'm going to call the so-and-so. Then uh, but you uh, guess what I did yeah. or vice versa. Right. I'll tell you the beers and you guys try to see if you pick the name close. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we're still working on that one. But you're <laughs> not gonna cool. see you're not gonna see anything on social media about this. I'm not gonna post, oh I have this beer for this mix. It's gonna be completely closed and dry and you'll find out when you listen to the episode. We'll tease the hell out of it, <laughs> but you're not gonna see what it is. So I'm excited about that episode. Yeah, and it goes off of what we did last um, St. Patty's Day when yep. we did all yep. the traditional Guinness mixes yeah, the and traditional kind of rated them and mm-hmm. cited our best one. Now we're gonna make up our own and just see see whose is the best. Yeah, and there's also also I'm gonna cut the hell out of it if your name has anything to do with race. If it, <laughs> yeah, if it ends up if it ends up sounding anything racist, it's definitely being cut, and you lose immediately. So. Plan on cutting yourself. I do. <laughs> I do, because I was going to get a Goliath beer. <laughs> called the Black, Black Goliath. Goliath. <laughs> or get uh, a yellow beer mix in called oh Yellow God. Claw. Jesus oh, Christ. Man. Fucking Yikes. Marvel in the 60s. Stan Lee, I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> Excelsior! Excelsior! Excelsior. <laughs> Alrighty, well. Uh, that's funny. Uh, Until next time. Drink, Drink up, up and geek out. out. Boob- Boobs. Boobs. Yeah, I like those. Keep showing them boobs.